800-800-7474. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, you want to take the worry out of it and work with a professional from REMAX Champions. After all, REMAX sells more real estate than any other. Serving all of Western Washington, REMAX Champions alone sold over $100 million this past year. Call Dennis Sikowski at 888-62-DREAM. That's 888-62-DREAM for a friendly, candid, and professional conversation about your real estate needs. Views expressed on the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful morning. And it always is when I'm in the presence of such amazing people, people such as my guests today, and you're going to be hearing a ton about them, not just today, but in shows to come. And you've heard us talk about sacred activism. And uh, we are going to talk in detail about sacred activism today in addition to the conference that is, wow, we are like jazz. It is coming to, guess where, Benny? Where? We're, oh, wait, here. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Isn't it amazing? All the people <laughs> that are saying, oh, yeah, where should we do our thing? Movies that have not been um, shown anywhere else in the country, they're saying, yes, pick the big city. Seattle. And when I say by big, it's a big city with a big heart. And it doesn't mean that people aren't going to take their powerful message out across the universe. People are doing that. People that are really committed to changing life on this planet to begin right within, with themselves, to shift the bright vibration and to say, yo, it is time to wake up. Right? Let's have a wake-up call that doesn't quite feel like a two-by-four. I would prefer myself just the softest, the softest edge of a feather. You know what I mean? But that doesn't work for me. I'm hoping to really improve on my track record and not have to go through life with the two-by-four because that hurts. It hurts. So what we're talking about today is the Sacred Activism Conference, and we have some very, very special people here. Jim Garrison is here. You heard him on the show last week. You've heard him before. He is right here sitting to the right of me, and I'm thrilled that he is actually here. And then we have uh, Victor Brimson, who is, you know, I, you know what do I want to say? Head honcho, doing the logistics, going to make it work, putting all the pieces together, making sure we have a great conference. And then Stephanie Durham, who you know from our Friday show, The Inquiring Mind, We've got a team of people that are committed to bringing to the Seattle area and inviting people from all over the planet to join in on an amazing, amazing event. And as I said before, we're talking about the Sacred Activism Conference, May 11th through the 14th. That's May 11th through the 14th. Write it down right there at the beautiful beautiful Linwood Convention Center. And so today we're going to break it down for you. 
Today's show is about breaking it down. We're going to talk about sacred activism. We're going to talk about the lineup. We'd like to open up the phone lines for you to weigh in if you've got some questions or comments. We'd like to know from you, and in fact, if there are people that we mention, then you don't see like somebody that you think is making a difference in your life. We want to absolutely make sure you have a way to weigh in on that. So I want to thank all of you to, for joining us today in the show. Jim, v Victor, and should I call you Victor? That's great. Okay. And Stephanie. Yo. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi. So let's start, uh, you know, with our, with our round table. Let's start with the, with the conversation by asking you the question. How jazzed are you about this? This is so totally cool that Jim flew here this morning to be here to talk with you. He got on a plane just for this. Didn't you? I did. Wow. I did. And Wisdom University, although we're based in San Francisco, is delighted to be hosting our first uh, sacred activism conference in Seattle. Because I think there's a confluence of energies here mm. and personalities here that make it very conducive to the kind of conference we want to start the process with. I love that word. Well, you have a large group of alumni people, don't you, from this area? We do. Uh, Wisdom University has uh, is in its 10th anniversary year, actually, and we are very proud of our student body and our alumni. And Vic Bremson is one of our stellar alumni, graduated in 2001, 2003? 2003, I think. 2003. Yeah. And has really taken the leadership uh, with Stephanie in putting the conference together and, up here. You know, Jim, I've been the fortunate one that's been able to talk to the most amazing people in this community that are incredibly jazzed about this conference. When you approach somebody and you say, what is sacred activism? Who do you know that's a sacred activist? What are the values that that person has and how do they apply? People light up. They get excited. And I'm just getting the opportunity to talk to the most incredible, excited people about this conference. Let's talk about those values, because I think it's important for the people that are listening that are saying, you know what, I'm not really sure sacred activism. I've heard Dr. Pat talk about it before, but, you know, we hear her talk about a lot of things. And so uh, there's a key word that you've mentioned, which is values. You've mentioned that word, and that's what I'd like to hear from. I'd like you all to weigh in and let our listeners know this is a conference. What are the values associated with it? Well, first thing, we, we've come across two kinds of people that we are approaching on this conference. One of them are those who think that by meditating and living a good life that they can make a great change in the world. And we really appreciate those people and we want them to come to the conference. The others who are uh, that we're talking to are people who write letters to their congressmen, who march in demonstrations, who do those things. And we appreciate appreciate them and want them to come to this conference. And But what we're realizing, there's somewhat of a tension between these two. And so what the conference is going to do is to speak to both of them because there are values there that we are really excited about. Because the name of the conference is integrating soul and service to build a wisdom civilization. So it's a combined effort. It's a it's a it's a mutation of the attributes associated with both types of energies with these people. Absolutely. And it comes together and it creates something brand new that everyone can embrace and understand in a language that they know. Yeah. You know what? This so reminds me of I don't know if I'm, I, should, I should reveal all, but it so reminds me 
of, you know, and I mentioned this last time we talked, it so reminds me of the day when there were things in my life, and if you go back to the 60s and you go back to the 70s, you know, where you there were a lot of things that, you know, people had a lot to say about. You know, my very dear friend, Gloria Steinem, I mean, it, it, you know, there were things that people had to say. Now, there were folks that went out and, and took the microphone, took the initiative, took their bodies, and hey, made a presence. Got out there. And got out there. You know, we wouldn't be having Martin Luther King Jr. Day if we didn't have people to do things. There were other folks that were what I call is holding sacred time and space. So that as we step forth, we were stepping forth in a very, very, what I call sacred ground. Where the vibration actually held us together. The increased vibration of the sacred. How did you come up with this? I mean, you know, this is a, this is a masterpiece. I mean, this is this is brilliant. Well, Wisdom University has taught sacred activism for the last ten or fifteen years. Our the founder of uh, our predecessor school, University of Creation Spirituality, was Matthew Fox, and Matthew Fox's whole example in life has has been to do this. So this is a very natural. Mm outflow of what our school has been teaching for the last 15 years 20 years and so on and so we're we feel right now it is the time to move out because of the crises that are facing our civilization so let's talk about the theme let's talk about the conference theme out of all the things that one could have picked for a, a conference of this nature I, I'd like to know and I know our listeners would love to know not what's in your mind. I want to know what's in your heart. What are the heart, this, whether it's a, a large palpitation, soft, what is in your hearts? What is truly calling a body of people together to bring this conference forth? Well, maybe I could take a cut at that because I think the impulse for this conference came through a recognition that I think I had in my heart at a deep consternation about what's going on in America today. I believe that the United States is representing uh, to the world community none of the values that I believe in personally. Mm -hmm. And none of the values that I believe this country was founded to exemplify before the nations. And I think that all of us looking at what's going on as America interacts with the rest of the world under this current administration feel anger, consternation, and a deep sense of powerlessness at what can we actually do to make clear our voice and to actually change something substantively for the better and so i think that as as we have been looking at it we've we've seen that the the people who've just been active on the streets but without a spiritual connection have had a lot of sturm and drang but letter little effectiveness the people that have been spiritually rooted but not politically engaged have kept their purity but haven't made a difference in the real world and that the level of the crisis 
that our nation is generating and the level of a crisis that I think all of us know in terms of the center not holding anymore is galvanizing us to believe that we, we have to reclaim the sacred center of America. We have to bring our deepest spiritual recognition of our values together with our activism in the world to create a new a new cohesiveness. If you think about where America is right now at the beginning of the 21st century, our nation was founded as a haven for those seeking freedom from the abuse of power. That's why people came to America. Two centuries later under this president, America has become the opposite of what we were originally intentioned. We are no longer a haven for those seeking the abuse of power. We're now wielding absolute power around the world. We're condoning torture. We are fomenting war in the Middle East. We are dis deconstructing the social services here in the United States. We're building up massive debt. And so the ordinary person here in America really needs to discover who we really are at the deepest level of values and then do something about it. And so we're, we're really through this conference trying to, to, to look at what a new sacred center for this country is at a moment that I believe ca is characterized by our deepest crisis. Which in fact is a re-ignition of an energy that resides in all of us. Absolutely. And, and to find that space again where we acknowledge the values and we have the courage to step up and to effectuate change no matter how small our world is, how many people it reaches. Because that is the foundation of life, not just nationwide, but worldwide. Absolutely worldwide through all wisdom cultures. You know, Absolutely. I, I, I take a slightly different take on it. I became a grandfather a few years ago, and I, my life changed when I held my young grandson for the first time and realized that there's a generational responsibility. I think I was too busy when my children were being raised. Maybe the crises weren't here. But I really want that grandchild of mine to have the life that I have. I want him to be able to grow up. I want him to have grandchildren. I want that sense of concern for the seventh generation that Native Americans talk about. So for me, that's the, the heart place of this. And I want to stop talking about issues and which we all seem to have our favorite issue on. And I want to move to the question of values. I want to talk about what, what we need to be doing for our children in this world, what we need to be doing for our aged, what, mm. uh, what's, what kind of edu public education system sh should we be demanding. What kind of criminal justice system should we be demanding? But I, it's, we've been talking about issues for so long that we've not come together in that sacred center around values. Well said. Mm. Good job. Well, let me just, if I could add a note on that, because I think what Vic is saying is, is for us the, the seminal issue. One of the extraordinary paradoxes of history is that at a point of crisis, there's also, in the midst of all that deconstruction, an emergent new value system and that's what we at wisdom university call a wisdom civilization and that's why we're a wisdom university we're really trying to discern the values that people live by and 
one of the things that we're doing through this conference is really identifying who are the innovators, who are the mavericks, who are the new thinkers in the different domains of our culture, in healthcare, in sociology, in politics. And even as we recognize the crisis of values, we're really trying to point to a whole new generation of people who are really building the, the future in an extraordinarily powerful way. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why we want to come together and really tell stories of what people are doing. And in fact, we're going to be giving a, a sacred activism award of somebody in the local area, in the greater Seattle area, who really exemplifies that fusion of soul and service that is pointing in the direction that we believe this nation needs to recognize and move toward. Mm. Into extraordinary events. Mm. An yeah. ordinary person. Mm-hmm. And, and some of the, as an example, some of the people that we have coming in for our keynote speakers mm-hmm. exemplify this in their lives. And Jim, maybe you can share with everyone some of the people that are coming in. Well, we have a, uh, or an array of, of people, I think, starting from our keynote speaker on the Thursday evening, Robert Kennedy Jr. If there's a family that represents the new frontier, if there's a a series of individuals who've really given themselves to the betterment of American politics with a caring to the poor and the dispossessed, it's been the Kennedys. And so we've invited Robert Kennedy Jr. to give the opening keynote. He will be uh, accompanied by other keynotes. On the Thursday is uh, Carolyn Mace and Andrew Harvey. Carolyn Mace uh, has written, I think, five bestsellers now on the New York Times bestseller list. She's a medical intuitive. Um, She has this unique capacity and faculty of discerning um, uh, people's uh, disease and ill health. Uh, And she uh, speaks all over the world to try to get people to be more resonant with their own biography and their own biology. Andrew Harvey uh, was a a genius uh, from Oxford at the age of 21, uh, was offered a full professorship, the first one in English history to be given a full professorship so young. And all of a sudden he recognized that all this left brain rational analysis of the world didn't make any difference. So he went on the mystic path. And for the last 10 years, he's been talking about social activism. In fact, he holds the chair of sacred activism at Wisdom University. And it's largely through Andrew Harvey that, in fact, the genesis of this this conference took place. There's other people, Marianne Williamson, who's one of the most brilliant and inspirational speakers, again, uh, New York Times bestselling author, who's been totally focused on a renaissance of American uh, politics. There's Gene Houston, uh, who's one of the great philosophers and mythologists of our time, who literally goes around the world on behalf of the United Nations and, and, and bringing young leaders together through what she calls social artistry, because she believes if you can activate people's creative artistic impulses and at the same time engage them in the political challenges that they face it's actually the fusion we talk about the sacred and the and the activist she talks about the artistic 
and the activists. It's basically the other side of the same coin. So she's going to be coming, and she's actually on the last day of the conference, which is Mother's Day. Uh-huh. Uh, in addition to giving a keynote on the Saturday, she's going to lead an all-day workshop on the whole issue of the divine feminine as a gateway of the wisdom, a gateway to the wisdom civilization. I know. I have to tell you, I'm a certified social artist. You know, I went and spent the ten days with Jean, and I got to tell you, I would not be doing this radio show in the way that I'm doing it had it not been for 10 days of getting to know who I am, who I want to become, and step into the power of that. We have got a list of things to talk to you about. We've got more guests. We're going to talk. Vic, Victor's going to talk about some of the local people. We're just warming up with Jim Garrison here, who is the president and chairman of Wisdom University. Stephanie Durham, of course, you know. Uh, Victor, uh, of course, Bremson is instrumental in, as he said, making it happen here at the local level. I'm Dr. Pat. This is the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. So if you're sitting and wondering about why your life is in the survival mode, I want to let you know you can turn the key, step forth, and step right into thriving. That's what this show's about. We're loving each and every one of you. Thank you for listening. My producer, Mr. Benny. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More to come. New Spirit Journal is a publication dedicated to informing, inspiring, uplifting, and amusing you, our readers. Within its pages, you will find articles and resources that make you think, feel, question, and sometimes chuckle. New Spirit Journal provides a forum for living, growing, and learning. Our writers and advertisers have something to share with the rest of the community and are as diverse as the community itself. They are regular people just like you. At New Spirit, we see every day as a new adventure. New Spirit Journal is available at 425 locations from Bellingham to Olympia and the East Side. Get your copy today and have yourself an adventure or visit us on the web at NewSpiritJournal.com. Again, that's NewSpiritJournal.com. This is Dr. Pat of the Dr. Pat Show. As a co-sponsor of the 14th annual Women of Wisdom Conference, Return to the Well, I want to invite my listeners to a very special weekend of women empowering one another through experiential workshops, dynamic presentations, ceremonies, music, and dance. This year's conference will be held February 23rd to the 26th at Magnuson Park in Seattle. It is a wonderful opportunity to share stories, make new friends, and replenish your spirit with such wise women as Dr. Jean Houston, Christina Baldwin, Connie Grouds, Gloria Burgess, and Tama Keeves. Both men and women are welcome to participate, return to the well, and make the commitment to deepen your own spiritual awareness. Register now by calling the Women of Wisdom Foundation at 206-782-3363 or download an application on the web at womenofwisdom.org. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. What cards are you holding? The inquiring mind introduces aces, a winning hand that truly defines who you are as individuals. Do you know what hand you're holding? How to play that hand in life? Find aces within yourself. Authenticity. I am authentic. Choices. I choose to explore authenticity. Empowerment. 
I am empowered by authentic choice. Success. I successfully observe my empowered choice of authenticity. Realize that you are a winning hand. March 11th and 12th at Barclays North Training Center in Everett. Space is limited. Contact Brenda B. Sheen at inqmind.com or call toll-free at 1-866-461-6463. Get into the mix in 2006, realizing you're a winning hand. Hello, this is Dr. Nusheen Darvish from Holistic Medical Center in Bellevue, bringing you the Holistic Health Tip of the Week. Growing pains or leg pains in children and teenagers is often a sign of dairy allergy. Elimination of cow's milk products for three to four weeks usually eliminates growing pains. Almond milk, goat milk, rice milk, oat milk, and soy milk are excellent alternatives to cow's milk. This is Dr. Darvish from Holistic Medical Center. If you need more information regarding alternative natural therapies, please contact us at 425-451-0404, 425-451-0404, or visit us at drdarvish.com, D-R-D-A-R-V-I-S-H.com. Want to hear something different from talk radio? The choice is clear. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the Dr. Pat Show. I'm here with an amazing, amazing guest today. As I mentioned before, Jim Garrison, of course, President and Chairman of Wisdom University. That does not get into the depth of who this man is. It, uh, we're just talking on the surface, but in the next several weeks, you will hear all about Jim, all about uh, Wisdom University, and all about uh, sacred activism. You know what? I've got to share something, a little story with you, because I was talking to my uncle. Now, the three of you may not know my uncle. My uncle... My Uncle Al is about, he's got to be 89 now, right? Close to 88, 89. Okay. Now, my Uncle Al, the biggest complaint he has about me is that I'm not running for Congress. He has not gotten over that. It's okay with him that, you know, we don't have any kids running around. But he's always said to me, you're not doing enough. So I said to him, Guess what, Al? Uncle Al. He's in Denver, and he's, he's in all the radio, he's in all the newspapers, he shows up at meetings, he is very vocal, you know, he, they call it Basili Soapbox, he's right there, he's out in town, he has a voice. So I said to him, you're going to be thrilled. We're doing a sacred activism uh, conference. We're actually going to be, you know, letting people know how they could come together and find common ground to change the planet. And he said to me, oh, I know about... I can't do it. Good. Oh, okay. I know about sacred activism. I want to tell you. Let me tell you. A little broken Italian. Sacred activism, I do that. I said, you do? How do you know about sacred activism? Oh, you got to be kidding. Your aunt, your Aunt Lee and I, we do sacred activism all the time. When we go into the open forum, the Congress meetings, when we go in there and we say what we have to say and we object to how our health care benefits, well, you know, we wear the cross. We're wearing the cross. So we know about sacred activism. Now, to them, I didn't even have to mention this. And, you know, whether you are Christian or whatever denomination, the point is, what he said to me is, whatever he does, he brings spirit with him. Exactly. Beautiful. 
That's that was my idiot, you know. And then I'm not going to follow up on whether or not he asked me if I was wearing my cross. That's a whole other show. And we can do that later. <laughs> you know, Pat, Pat, when 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 I've been out talking to people who are going to be speaking at the conference, we always talk about what does sacred activism mean to them. And often we end up with tears in our eyes because we start telling each other stories of people that we know, like your Uncle Al, that are out there doing it every day. And the stories are just so amazing. Um, it's, 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 it's been the most exciting experience in my life to have these conversations with people. How, how are you feeling about your guest list and your keynotes? I mean, are you, uh, uh, how are you feeling about that, Victor? These are the most amazing people that I've ever had the pleasure of spending time with. Can I tell you about a few just to give you a, a couple of samples on it? Uh, one group, like we're, we're doing one panel discussion on religious unity and we have Ted Falcon who's a Jewish renewal rabbi here in the city. We have Ramal um, uh, Jamal who Jamal Raman, Rama, excuse me, who's a Sufi teacher, and we're having David Bloom, who's a, who's a Christian teacher, and the three of them are going to come together and talk about the deep wisdom of those three religions and how we need to find unity together. We have uh, another, Bill Grace, who was the past director of the Center for Ethical Leadership, and he's going to be there talking about transformational values and the values and hope and faith that we need going forward. We're talking to uh, a, a group that's involved in the media. Jonathan Lawson has reclaimed the media group. They're going to bring a sample of media people asking them the questions about how do we approach the media about values? How do we start talking about values instead of issues? And the list just goes on and on. I think there's probably going to be a hundred different speakers there. We have people that are going to be teaching movement. We're going to have people talking about healing. One of the things that we're learning in this process is the wounds that we that, that sacred activists have out there. They've been, they, they're feeling alone. They're feeling needing of healing. So we're going to have all kinds of sessions on healing and, and movement and meditation to work with those people on trying to raise their spirits and, at the conference. And the formula that we're working with it is a formula that's very simple. It starts with what's the, va what's the story, what's the value, and what's the action that needs to be taken. And we're going to keep asking that question over and over again. What are the stories? What are the values? What are the actions we need to be taking? And that's, that gives you a great sample of, of the conference. But I think there's probably at least 100 people that will be speaking and, and talking at this conference, most of them from the local area. And people from all races, all ages, all religions, everybody's going to be welcome to this. You know what's so brilliant about that? That allows for common ground. Bringing people together, asking those three questions, allows for common ground. It allows for people to come in, regardless of what your perspective is or your experience, and have a conversation. And when you finish asking people those questions, there will be a common thread. Absolutely. There will be a common thread. And I think that's what, what I, I, I'm so excited about. You know, I'm excited about the conference and I'm excited about the end of the conference because I think what you're going to have when you walk away from this is a unification, a unity that goes far beyond anything that we can conceptualize right here during this radio show. Because it's the feeling, it's the heart. Mm -hmm. It's what you were talking about earlier. And we're also going to be doing things. We're going to have a gospel group one night. We're going to have some kids that are going to be singing. We're going to have all kinds of other kinds of music. We're going to have uh, 
religious spiritual leaders, uh, Native Americans leading rituals for us. So it's all going to be, it's not just going to be about head. It's going to be about movement. It's going to be about uh, discussion. It's going to be talking about listening to stories. It's going to be about moving hearts. It's going to be all of those yeah. above. It's the integration of mind, body, spirit. Absolutely. I mean, that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and making that, first of all, we want to just let everybody know that, you know, this is uh, the information on this, by the way, is on the, you, for now, you can go to the www.wisdomuniversity.org and you'll find the link right there and you could check it all out. And we'll be um, informing everyone about uh, the latest updates. Including the registration. You can register now. Register now. And um, and there is information on there as well for the different events. So, so how does this work now with the events? Because you've got a lot of things going on. I mean, there's just a lot. How does one get to participate? Let's say I wanted to go for the weekend, the entire deal. Well, the the conference starts on Thursday with an all-day intensive with Andrew Harvey and Carolyn Mace. And that's going to be an incredible one-day event. That evening, Robert Kennedy Jr., who is an amazing speaker, I've had the privilege of hearing him speak several times, he's going to be our lead keynote event and after that we're going to bring Robert Kennedy, Carolyn Mace and Andrew Harvey onto stage and we're going to have a conversation with them about values. We're going to question them about what kind of values as a society we need to have right now and we're going to have singing and we're going to have movement. We're going to have all kinds of things there. And then uh Friday and Saturday, we're going to have a whole series of workshops, panels, keynotes. That's when um, people like Gene Houston and, and Marianne Williamson will be there. We'll have facilitations. We'll have times for conversation. The, 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 the two days, we're going to be filled with all kinds of activities. We're going to have celebrations. As I said, the we're talking to the total uh, Pat Wright's group, the total experience oh, gospel singers. Oh, my goodness. To, be, to blow us out the door on Saturday night. Um, It's going to be a wonderful day. And then this incredible Mother's Day present that you can buy your mother for Gene Houston Mm. and your father's too because I've I've, I've experienced what you've experienced with Gene Houston and it was just the most amazing time. So you can buy a Mother's Day present for, for those people that want to spend Mother's Day with Gene Houston and I know I'm going to buy somebody that for as a present. Wow, how special is this? You know, each of you come to the table with, um, you know, amazing energy and, and obviously commitment. Commitment to make this happen. Now, Jim, I think last time you were on, you mentioned that uh, Seattle is, is sort of the starting point, but this is not the end point. So you also, uh, and I think it's important because I have people that listen from all over the, the globe. I think it's important to mention, you know, what your vision is for this. Well, we're starting in Seattle in May, but we have probably a dozen cities around the United States that want to host sacred activism conferences because the same feeling that is here in Seattle of concern and caring and wanting to come together in community and create this new sacred center is all over the country. And uh, so probably over the next 18 months... Uh, through the balance of 2006, uh, 2007, and into 2008, Wisdom University, with a variety of partners around the country, in Reno, uh, in Louisville, in New York, Boston, Miami, the Southwest, uh, in the Bay Area, will be hosting these sacred activism conferences. And part of the conversation with some of our main speakers is to go from city to city, always blending the national voice with the local voice. So, you know, 
I, I think that uh, the, the key point to, that I, I want to make sure that we cover here today is the kind of vibration you're looking for. The energy, the plug-in, the shift. I mean, activism is an active word. You know, it's activism is, you know, when you say activism, we're talking about doing something. And so I'd, I'd be interested in sort of getting a snippet from each of you in terms of what kind of shift, what kind of vibration. I mean, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but I'm asking you a question from your own personal perspective. You as individuals. For, for me, I have been afraid about all the crises that are happening in our society right now. And I'm, as I talked about before, I'm afraid for, for not so much for my life, but for my children and grandchildren's life. And what I want is a way to learn how to move into that place of hope. And that's what I'm hoping this conference will do for me, is by surrounding me with the most amazing people. It's by hearing these inspiring stories. It's by dancing and praying and singing and listening that I'm going to be able to come out of this conference with a new sense of hope about the future. And, and as Jim said before, about creating a sacred center, because I think that's so desperately missing. If we can recreate a real sacred center in our society, I think we can solve all the problems that we have today. I, uh, as you all know, am fairly new to stepping out there in the last year or so and I find that I was one of the meditators who took their who had their prayer closet at home and that's where I lived in my in my spiritual world and the two by four hit me over the head several times I got bruised and beat up and was catapulted um, by choice mind you because we have to accept these things we have a choice and I took steps to move out to come out of the closet, to come out into the world, to speak. So for me and my involvement in this particular conference, having the spiritual foundation, having the wisdom cultures, having the belief system that uh, you can incorporate, that there is an anomaly between the two verbs of sacred and active, but they do in fact create something that is just so monumentally powerful. And it requires action. Actually, that's probably why I'm here today. Mm -hmm. I had to get in the elevator and come up. Yeah. And discuss and stop it. Well, it's, you know, it's that it's simple. It's true. We're sure glad you did. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, if you use the elevator as an example, once you push that button, you are, like, not in control. You really are not. You push that button, and that elevator is going to decide whether it's going to take you to where you want or not. Now, you can hold the intention for it, and you could certainly hold the vibration. But really, the, the idea of pushing the button is saying yes, isn't it? It's and saying then it yes. moves. It moves. All right. So what are the things, starting with you, Jim, what are the things we are saying yes to in this, in, in I don't know, I'm always going to say movement. Maybe that's what, it, what I should say. <laughs> but what is the idea, what, what, is, what are we saying yes to? I think in the first instance, for me, we're saying yes to community. I mean, if you think back over the last couple of years, we've all been kind of in the aftermath of 9-11. We were atomized. We were forced into a context of fear we weren't sure what to do we were constrained and i think that what's coming together now with our sacred activism conferences is just a sense of community that's in, in infusing everybody with 
uh, a dynamism. I mean, just speaking about our staff at the university down in San Francisco, there's a whole new energy uh, in the staff knowing that we're bringing sacred activists together mm -hmm. in this time. So it's about community. It's about wisdom civilization. It's saying, listen, and this is the second point for me. I'm as familiar as anybody with the crisis of our time. But when I start listening to people's stories about what they're actually doing about it and bringing them together, there's just an extraordinary shift of energy that, that is, is about courage. It's about affirming justice. It's about affirming community. And it's about affirming hope. And that's what's giving the spirit to this conference. Wow. Such an inspiration. Mm, it's great. It is. And, you know, I want to invite each and every one of you out there right now. If you've got a question, if you've got a comment, I actually, I'd like to hear from you about what your definition of sacred activism is and how you are uh, implementing that or not in your life. So what I'd like to do is if, you're, if you feel called to, you can do one of two things. You can give, give us a call right here at the old studio or you could send an email right now to live at the Dr. Pat Show. Show.com. That's T H E D R Pat Show.com. Or how about a jingle? Famous, famous numbers 425 373 5527. 425 373 5527. Or 1 888 298 5569. That's 1 888 298 5569. I'd like to hear from you all. You know, what are your thoughts on this? How would you like to participate? Um, give us a call. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, more about sacred activism, the conference, the idea, and the movement. I'm Dr. Pat. This is the Dr. Pat Show. And producer Benny. All right, we'll be right back. In today's climate of escalating religious tension, an increasing number of Americans consider themselves spiritual but not religious. But where is a spiritual seeker to turn if not to a church, mosque, or temple? An answer and many new questions lie in the award-winning book, God Without Religion, by ascetic and mystic Shankara Charanam. God Without Religion offers a groundbreaking bridge between organized religion and personal spirituality. For more information about Shankara and God Without Religion, please visit the website, godwithoutreligion.com. That's godwithoutreligion.com. Our past is deeply rooted in the earth, and our future depends on our ability to create a relationship with her now. The Pacific Northwest welcomes Pepper Lewis, founder of Peaceful Planet and gifted channel of Gaia, the voice of Mother Earth. Pepper offers a unique experience bringing insight, direction, and guidance that can inspire and reawaken your purpose in life and your commitment to the planet. Experience the soul of Mother Earth on Saturday, March 25th at the Quality Inn Conference Center in Everett or on Sunday, March 26th at the La Quinta Inn in Tacoma. For more information, call 425-398-8011 or visit thedrpatshow.com for an event flyer. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Wisdom Magazine is dedicated to opening people's hearts and minds to alternative philosophies, products, and services. 
Looking for an astrologer, chiropractor, a local yoga class, a holistic business opportunity? At Wisdom, we have that and much, much more. Each month, you'll read thought-provoking articles by local ecologists, healers, and practitioners. Learn about retreats and programs coming up in your community and see the latest products and services available. You can also browse our classified ads or place one of your own to showcase your own business or service. Wisdom Magazine is published monthly and distributed free to you at holistic businesses in your community. Or if you prefer, visit us on the web at wisdom-magazine.com. That's wisdom-magazine.com. Either way, you're bound to find all the information you need to make informed choices for your life. Tell your friends, the place to be is Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, thank you all for listening. You are, like, absolutely the best, aren't they, Benny? You betcha. They are great. Our listeners are fabulous. Love Uh-oh. Where's that song? Uh-oh. Are you uh -oh. waiting for my song? Uh-oh. Are you looking for it? Yeah. Hang on, let me find it. I mean, I do feel the love. Wait a sec. Wait a minute. Oh, and here it is. It floats back to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yes, I am still looking for <laughs> Julie. <laughs> her for Benny or else I'm going to be uh, in big trouble. Uh, cruise director Julie. Yes, absolutely. And some people are out there, you know, that were born like in 1980 are saying, what? Yeah. Who? Yeah. Are you sure? Yep. Benny knows. Thank you all for listening. You know, I am just really jazzed about this show and about the shows to come because I, I think that for a lot of people, what we're talking about is probably right now generating more questions than answers. And so I, what I'd like to, to, to hear from each of you about is, you know, what it's like to be living in the question and how this conference will allow people to do that. So that's like living in the solution. It's like living in the opportunity. And it's like taking action. It's like when you find that you're on the freeway stuck in traffic, you have an option of three lanes ahead of you. And which one are you going to get in? Right? Mm -hmm. Well, symbolically speaking, what are we going to do? So, what are we doing? Well... For me, the, there, there's an old expression in one of the wisdom traditions that says, any question is a way in. Oh. So, so for me, a big part about this conference is to ask questions. We're even thinking about, even before people, the people that register, we're thinking about sending them some questions to think about before they even get to the conference. Because we think that that's the way that you get to the sacred place, mm. is by is by having that type of dialogue with people. And 
getting them to tell their own stories. And so that's what it means to me. I, I heard an expression recently about uh, that said something like, when, in our, I think it's from a Native American tradition, when in our society did we stop singing? When did we stop dancing? When did we stop being enchanted by story? When did we, st uh, when did we stop uh, liking the sacred silence, the place inside? So those are all things that we want. We want people to sing. We want them to dance. We want them to tell story. And we want them to feel that sacred silence. How about you, Jim? Thank you. Thank you, Victor. Well, I think that what uh, Stephanie said is absolutely correct and what Vic said. There's a, there's a value that's trying to emerge in the culture. And if you look back over the last 50 years of the social movements, you know, we've had a civil rights movement. We've had in environmental movements. We've had the feminist movement. We have the gay-lesbian movements. We've had all kinds of movements because at certain points... The society recognizes that there's one place that needs focus in order for democracy to flourish, in order for equality to be made more real, in order for hope to be manifest in a new way. And I think what's, what's beginning to emerge in America um, after six years of an administration that has been extraordinarily dogmatic about what the right answer is and extraordinarily ideological ideological is a is a search for a new way of articulating what america stands for and i think that that we at wisdom university and and the people that are coming together in seattle around this term sacred activism it's undefined as of yet yeah that's right but 50 years ago when rachel carlson first talked about the environment people didn't know what environmental environmentalism was either not a clue or the women's liberation what's that so anytime you coin a new word and you you start to point people's attention at some place they can intuit but they can't intellectually articulate you're in the most fertile point of human growth and development. I love that you said that because I, I know for myself, you know, uh, the term sacred activism, although intuitively I have a sense, but I, I would imagine there are many people listening to this show today that are feeling like, well, yeah, I have an idea of what that means, but not really sure. And it's really our job to be talking about it over and over and over again, to be saying it over and over and over again. And, you know, have it become sort of this household name, this idea that represents an invitation to come together to really shift, to create a shift and a change on the planet. You know, Miriam Williamson talks about, as a society, we're in a fog. I mean, I can really feel that fog when I talk to people. These crises that we're facing right now are so large and so huge, we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do first. And part of it, I think, is because we've lost the sense of sacred. We've lost the sense of just doing what's right in our heart. And I think when we're able to get to that place, we're going to be able to solve those crises and get out of that fog. But don't you think, though, I mean, I'd like to follow up with that. Don't you think, though, when we're at this place where we have cut off our connection to spirit, that we are in a, just in our daily lives. I mean, you know, let's put sacred activism on the back burner for a minute. But when we are, are believe we're separate from the divine, 
or whatever that means to you. I mean, isn't it true that we create the sense for ourselves, which is about confusion, which is about limitation, which is about immobility? Because without the divine or the connection to it, you know, we think we've got to do everything by ourselves. Absolutely. I remember Meister Eckhart, one of the people that we studied at our school, talked about separation being the sin behind all sins and it's the idea that that we have to find our way how to come together and i think the stories is is one of the ways that we find that unity back together we need to give up this um rugged individualism and find out how to rebuild our communities and i think by telling stories i think that's one of the ways we're going to do it yeah stories are very very powerful aren't they and you know and the deal is that these are stories without judgment I mean, these are stories. No one's going to, like, screen you and say, wow, you can't tell this story or this story doesn't make sense or this story is irrelevant. That's not what you're inviting people to partake in, is it? No, not at all. It's sharing of a life experience. And everyone's life experience is individual. And every opportunity to create change comes from sharing other people's experiences. Mm-hmm. I'd like to ask the audience tonight when they're at dinner with their family or their loved one, just to say, who do you know in your life who, who manifested life-sustaining leadership? Just have a conversation. You tell somebody, let the other people tell somebody, and see whether or not there's a change that takes place in the mood within that conversation. You start telling about these incredible, maybe in my case it was a teacher that I had that, that, that got me involved in a political campaign. But once, once you start telling each other these stories, you start moving to a different level. An impact. An impact moment. Yes, absolutely. I heard a lecture uh, uh, the other day that was very profound in terms of uh, what Vic just said. He was a professor at Fordham University, and he said that 40 years ago, he was a very, at the end of his career, he said that when they would talk to students about who they recognized as carriers of value in the culture, they would point to a president or a world leader, uh, someone who was a celebrity, someone who was a sports icon. But he says students don't do that anymore. When they ask who are the carriers of value in the culture, there's nobody out there in the culture that's untainted. So that people are saying my father or my kindergarten teacher, someone in the family, someone very immediate and intimate. Yeah. And I think that's the whole point of sacred activism and that's the whole point of, of the stories bringing people together because and that's why we have to reclaim the sacred center you can't find it when you look at the white house or on wall street you don't find it when you look at the international stage or in the sports world or the entertainment world they're exemplifications of the crisis in which we find ourselves and it's only as we come back to our own families and our own communities that we're going to be able to regain the sense of value the that what we call the sacred center and begin to move in a way that that reinstills the values that we used to have as a as a collective and as a country well thank you thank you thank you all you know it reminds me of a quote that i shared on the radio the other day and it's one of the quotes that, that from abraham lincoln that i absolutely love uh but we we don't get the whole quote i mean i don't know why we get the, don't get the whole quote we always 
just get the first part of the quote, but it, we never get the second part. And the quote, you know, starts out something like, you know, good things come to those that wait. But there's another part to that quote, and it goes something like this. Uh, it goes, and, and, and those things are secondary to those that hustle. So this is about not waiting anymore. This is about stepping up because we don't want to get second best for ourselves, for our lives, for our children, for our planet, for the people around us. We want to be right there at the top. We want the best. I know if you're listening for this show, you know that's what I believe. I believe in the best of everyone that listens to this show, every guest that comes on, and every person that I come in contact with. And that's why we are thrilled to be bringing to you this conference. And really, I love your question. I certainly will think about it today and be able to talk about it. And you're right. I mean, the person that came to mind for me was Amy Sarrow, a teacher I had like in sixth grade when everyone around me told me that I was really not very bright, had a learning disability, wasn't going to make it, let alone finish high school. And there was just one or two sentences that she said to me, Victor. And that sentence had to do with, I believe in you. Beautiful. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thanks thanks to the three of you, you for joining the show today. And I want to mention that there are many opportunities. We're going to have ways for you to participate in the conference. We have giveaways. We're just touching the surface. You're going to hear from all of the keynote speakers on the show. We have lots going on. I want to thank each and every one of you. And please explore that question. And when you talk about that question, don't forget to think about yourselves. Don't forget to think about the stories that you've created to change the lives. I know that you all have done that for me. I've said this before. You truly inspire me. You inspire me to be the best that I can be and do this radio show. And I'm loving each and every one of you. Make yourselves a great day. We'll be back here tomorrow with Kimberly Danielson and Stephanie Durham. We're going to be checking out Kimberly's progress. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today for the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW AM 1150 and every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on voiceamerica.com. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com. expressed on the preceding program are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk 1150 KK.